It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Hello and welcome to another week of They Came to Play where we just sit and chew the fat about the endless rounds of football which may have begun in, this round could have begun in 2019, I don't know. It only just finished yesterday and the more things change, the more things change, the more they stay the same. We've got Melbourne just absolutely demolishing their opponents which is just, I'm never going to get quite used to that. But on the other hand, Hawthorne Geelong absolutely never fails. Essendon is still terrible and Brisbane still beat Collingwood in a thriller at the Gabba. So footy can be comforting in these all-changing times. My name is Tess Armstrong. I'm here with my friend Danny McGinley. Hello, Danny. Hello, Tess. Merry STCBSOTF season to you. No, it's the most what? wonderful time <laughs> of the year and it comes around and it just fills me with joy. Oh, do you not remember what that is? That is, uh, no. should this club be stripped of this fixture season? <laughs> it happens every year around this time and it's just you bring it. Oh, sh- should Essendon not have Anzac Day? Should oh. North Melbourne not have Good Friday? It's just, ah, it's, oh, it's just so exciting. Oh, I love that. I Honestly, we've got to bring in our special guest because I'm sure she's yeah. got thoughts about that. She's part of the media. She's part of the system, but she's a good egg. Nat Edwards, hello. Are you still... On a high, I know you're an, unbiased, but your Hawks did get up yesterday. How are you? I'm good, Tess. How are you and Danny? And I love the fact that you said I'm unbiased. I'm totally biased. I'm Hawthorne all the way. I will shout it from the rooftops. And quite honestly, yesterday was fantastic. My two-and-a-half-year-old thought my husband and I were psychotic because we were oh. just jumping around the house, screaming, high-fiving, and she was just looking at us <laughs> like we were complete idiots. It was hilarious. So, no, riding the high still very much so. Oh, God, that was amazing. Now, let's let's do the old, what what was the acronym, Danny? I'm sorry, I didn't write uh, it down. Yeah. I didn't, didn't come S-T-C-B-S-O-T-F. Skidsfop. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, Skidsfop. I like this always gets me so mad because I feel so sorry for North me Melbourne. Too. They fought so hard to get Good Friday football, and now everyone's like, "Oh, well, they should take it off them." I'm like, "No, just fight hard to get your own. You can just do your own things. Just leave uh, it alone." I'll challenge you on that one. Um, kangaroos and the Bulldogs fought to have Good Friday, and then we it got taken off us after one year. And suddenly back, so it just it. became, well, we're back now, but it became North's thing. We're like, hey, hey, hey. This would be like, you know, them saying that the demons started the AFLW. But, really, hey, there was two of us there. <laughs> no one remembers the Bulldogs. That's right. I'm sorry. so hard. Don't make it about yourselves. Speaking of should this club be stripped of the fixture, I'm just, I've just been looking at the Eagles' form. Do you think they have a right to compete in the Derby? <laughs> I feel sorry for them. That is a very good call, though. But you you got to feel for them. Like, everything that they've been through, imagine, you know, coaching aside. Like, Adam Simpson, you just rock up and, you know, you've never met four or five guys before. They did an orientation on the field in round one. I was watching that and it was hilarious. They didn't even have the proper jumper numbers. So you've just got, oh, okay, this guy's out. You can have his jumper number. It was so confusing. But I feel for them. 
Yeah, it, they, they should have brought in more uh, obscure numbers, like someone wearing pie on the back. It's a 3.1. It's <laughs> yeah. 25%. It's just, um, I feel like that this is the sort of thing that would happen to Frio. The reason I can't feel sorry for West Coast is they're such a powerhouse. I feel like the, the world is the footy gods have shone on them since they came into the competition. And this this story seems like the sort of thing that would happen to Frio, but Frio are going quite well. So I'm quite discombobulated because, uh, yeah, the, the Eagles and Frio have kind of like swapped yeah, over in their st- footy stories at the moment. And it's quite, it's confronting. Now, now we go through the week's, the week's footy. It was a long time ago to me that Brisbane and Collingwood took each other on at the Gabba. And when I looked at the score, I was like, oh, yeah, that was exciting. It was only seven points in it. And luckily the Lions got it done at home because, you know, they they really needed to, to win in a close one. What what were your highlights out of this game? Jeez, I can't even remember this game. It was like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a lifetime ago, honestly. I, I did watch it apparently, allegedly, but my Foxtel will tell me that allegedly I watched it. Look, one of the things I guess that was, was a highlight for me is just Nick Dacos. I mean, and, and that's oh, from yeah. a Collingwood perspective, but I am obsessed with Nick Dacos and Josh Rochelle, two of last year's top draftees, and to watch Nick do his thing. And he's obviously having, you know, a good influence on his brother, Josh, because Josh's form has gone to another level mm-hmm. with Nick in the side. So, you know, a little, I mean, I did speak to a Collingwood supporter who was um, lamenting the fact that that didn't happen, that same effect didn't happen with the Brown brothers. At Collingwood, with oh, <laughs> no. and Tyler. but honestly, it's it's a joy to watch someone like Nick Dacos go about his business in in a first AFL season. That was probably a highlight for mine, apart from the Lions winning, obviously. Yeah, I love the Lions crowd. Like the, every crowd shot, just everyone was having an absolute ball, and it is good for footy when the Queensland footy fans are up and about. Because another friend was um was was in Queensland on a holiday with his family. He's a he's a Lions fan, and he said, you know, they were at a pub, and he had to like really beg them to put the footy on the tally right at the pub. Yeah. He was like, come on, it was a close game, two massive clubs, the crowd was going off, and he still really had to do some like solid work trying to convince them to put it on the tally. So you're like right, Brisbane have got to play well. It's good for Queensland footy and, you know, the Collingwood don't need it. But I love um, (laughs) – do you guys love as well like at the Gabba when, you know, Lions players kick a goal, like the songs that get played specific to each player? So last year with Charlie Cameron it was Baby Shark. I think it's now – who's got Frozen? Let it go. uh, That's Joe Danaher. Joe Danaher. Why? I, I really, I that know. baffled me. Why? That's so bizarre. If anyone can answer that, we need to know the answers. Oh, we think we need an AFL investigation into it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, you've got the resources, Nat, over there at AFL Media. You've got to get, you've got to get on that Should- and get okay, through I've all got a the theory. players. Okay. Got, this is tenuous at best. Uh-oh. Joe Dana, Frozen is about a family and a relative has, um, you know, uh, Elsa has ice powers. Joe's uncle started the big freeze. Oh. That's the best link I can do. Yep. <laughs> Let's go with okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a coded message to Essendon people and to the, oh. and to the wider football public that he left Essendon, he's having a nice time, he may sometimes get the yips, but let it go, let me play my football. What's your th- what are your thoughts? I like that. That's way better. Tess, you win for mine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, Danny. Thank you. Yeah, okay. That's um, no, no, mine was I, – I fully admit mine was tenuous. Hey, Tess, <laughs> speaking of pubs showing the wrong wrong sport, uh, I want to give a uh, – what's the opposite of a shout-out? A, 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 what was that thing that used to be a in like – A whisper down. A whisper down. You know, in country newspapers, there would be like <laughs> cheers and jeers or bouquets yeah, and brickbats. Yeah, buckets and bouquets. Yeah, All right. buckets well, and bouquets. The, I'm giving buckets – to the European Beer Cafe, where I'm performing pretty much every single night during Comedy Festival, one of the best pubs in Melbourne. However, they are so swamped with Comedy Festival crowds, they did not have this game on. They'd had the NBA finals on, on ESPN, probably watching Nat Edwards' great show she does with Leonard Copeland and Andrew Gaze. But then, so rather than Brisbane v Collingwood being on, it was Illawarra versus the Sydney Kings. Oh, mate, that game. And like... On, that game was incredible. I actually, I switched over. So I'm, uh, that's right. I actually missed the last part of the uh, Brisbane Collingwood game because I was watching the Kings Illawarra. It went to overtime, mate. It was huge. It did. It did. Yeah. I, I, full, full credit to the Illawarra Hawks. But as a footy fan, now, but this is where it was really embarrassing. So I managed to, I had a chat to the manager and he got one of the TVs flicked over. Yep. And I went and did a quick spot at their uh, at their showcase show, and I got off stage, and he'd gone, "Look, I've put it on," and he put it on seven standard definitions. Oh. So I couldn't see it that well, but I but I totally didn't couldn't read the score because it was standard definition, <laughs> and I thought it was ninety to eighty five. And I and I saw Steel Sidebottom kick the goal in the dying seconds, and I thought that gave the Magpies a one-point win. And I cheered, going, what a comeback! That's amazing! And a Collingwood fan stood up and went, there's no need to rub it in, you prick. Oh, my gosh. You are the most, that is the most spoiled modern sports fan story I've ever heard. Like it was in oh. SG and I couldn't read the score. Hey, it's hard. It's grainy. I'm with Danny. Like you've got to squint right, real Nat. good to see those scores when it's not in HD. And if you've got Fox, you can get that special 4K HD thing. I don't know. I don't even mm. know what it is, but I, I click the button every time to accept it when it comes up as an option. <laughs> Well, that's really good. You deserve that, Nat, considering you're probably playing, what, $250 a week for Foxtel these days? <laughs> it's a tax write-off, mate. Yeah. It's a tax write-off. It's my job. Yeah. That's right. When you have to, right. yeah, it's your job. You have to watch all the games. Um, classic. Well, the fans should now be sponsored by OPSM as well. We'll steal it off the umpires. <laughs> but um, now, look, Good Friday. Ooh. Not a great day of football, oh. just putting it out there. Too. It was a Barry Crocker. I mean, it was a Barry Crocker. Like, both of these games, as I've said many times in this podcast, I'm getting torn away from the football to watch Drive to Survive and it was hard on Good Friday. I was I had the day off and I was like, what am I watching two teams get flogged for? But, Danny, make the case as to why it was amazing um, uh, football. Yeah, I'm going to uh, – I was there. I took my whole family. It was my uh, little five-year-old, her first men's game. Aww. So she – it was, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And thankfully, you know, a lot of, like, when you take a baby on a flight, I don't know if you guys have done this with your yes. your young ones yet, it is so dependent on whether you get a clucky steward, so stewardess, you know, a flight <laughs> attendant. Because I remember on one flight uh, to, we were going, I was going to Bali because I'm a bogan, uh, and I had my, my, my little one was about six months old, but there was this clucky flight attendant and she just scooped her up and went, I'll bring you one wherever as long as I can hold your little one. Oh. Got that, mate, totally, all yours. Yeah. Brilliant. So oh, good. So good. So, but 
And we sat next to a lovely uh, uh, granny named Kay who uh, had listened to the pod. Tess, you'd be pleased to hear. And uh, and she was just entertained. She was chatting to the kids, giving them lollies, and uh, having a, having a good chat. So that was it. Was awesome. awesome. And massive credit to North Melbourne fans. It was a flogging in the end. They kicked five in a row in that yeah. second quarter, and they were loud. They were awesome. so loud. And I I've got PTSD from the grand final. So whenever anyone kicks more than one goal in a row, I'm like, oh, we're dead. We've we've we're losing by a hundred points. And uh, and but then even after third third quarter final quarter every time North got a goal they were they were erupting even when the game was well over so they kept the atmosphere going so North fans you are doing better than your team and the, do you know it's also is weird my, so my wife came as well she hasn't been to the footy for ages she you notice more things from an outsider's perspective she said she only wants to come to away games now at Marvel. Because uh, when North got a goal, huge light show. When the dogs got a goal, nothing. nothing. Uh, So it's like I either get a goal or a light show. I can't lose. Oh, that's a huge win everywhere. (laughs) Oh, hang on. I'm just saying hello and goodbye to husband. He's coming from the tradie life. Um, You can edit that out. Anywho, yeah. And I also think for North Melbourne, like, I, th- I think they, they're performing as we expected them to perform and they're actually quite exciting. Once they get on a run, you think, okay, I can see how this group, if they can keep that group together, they do play really good football when they get on a run. So fingers crossed they can keep together and actually develop together because they're kind of exciting. Kind of. Yeah, but, definitely. But they also have kind moments of. when they get absolutely pantsed and it's really, really yeah. awful to watch. So I don't yes. know, Bruce for mine. They're not someone I'm switching on the telly to to watch, unfortunately. But no. you know, that's they're they're rebuilding. They've got a young list. There's some top end talent on there, so there is some hope for Roos fans. Yes. But um, I just love yeah. Cody Waitman. That was the the big point out of that game for me. And I know I can see Danny smiling from ear to ear. Just love that kid. <laughs> like, and the return of the small He's forward. Awesome. I reckon in the, like five rounds in, you know, Cody kicking five goals. Dilmore kicked four yesterday. Willie Rioli's been playing well. Josh Rochelle's just an absolute star. But the small forward, that's my position, guys. I'm five foot two. <laughs> this is how good the small <laughs> players on the ground are absolutely starring. And I bloody love it. Oh, that's see- such a good call. So, Tess, you, uh, sorry, Nat, you just react to players by their physical appearance. I'm actually realising I'm the same. When Steel Sidebottom kicked that goal for Brisbane, I was going, yeah, Baldies unite. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron Norton, blonde, sandy, unra- un- 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 unravelling hair, unite. Yes. Like, I love it. When I see people who should get a haircut but haven't had one, I'm like, I relate. Do you rock a headband as well, on. Tess? I reckon you could definitely rock a, a, could, one of those sweatbands. I could rock a headband. Yeah. I think I might do that when I go for the little pram stroll yes, later. Yes, do it. Whack a, whack a sweatband <laughs> on and really look the part. Um, and the second shellacking of the day came on the second Good Friday game oh, from Sydney. Mate. Way too good to, for West Coast. I found this hard <laughs> to watch. I'm not going to lie. I was like, okay, like Sydney fans must be loving it. Like they are seriously... Um, bringing it when they when they're on they're on and they it must be so fun for Swans fans to see their future just absolutely lighting it up. But honestly, some of the players for West Coast, some of the the replacements, I just thought I have never seen you before in my life, and they looked like they had never seen 
they had never seen football in their lives either. It was just terrible. It was terrible to watch. Yeah, it was hard to watch, wasn't it? That first half, like, I mean, I think the Swans kicked something like eight goals before West Coast had even registered a score and you're just sitting there going, how have we got this game again after watching Dogs North? Probably should watch Drive yeah. to Survive. Um it's the, the Swans' young core. Like they've got these, I think, 10 or so players under the age of 26 who are just absolute superstars like Yohini, Mills, mm. Paddy McCartan, Tom McCartan, um, you, you know, like Errol Goulden, Braden Campbell, like these kids. They're just so exciting to watch. And, and I reckon Sydney, they're a real chance. Like you think about who is second best to, to Melbourne because essentially that's what we're looking at yeah. at the moment. I reckon Sydney could be right up there with the Brisbane Lions. They're the two for mine. But, um, yeah, they're exciting yeah. to watch the Swans, even without Buddy. Oh, even without Buddy, which is the big call, isn't it? John Longmire, he does this all the time. I don't know what he does. Like, he's got some kind of secret sauce. You think, oh, I don't have to worry about Sydney for a couple of years, but you always have oh, to yeah. worry about Sydney, I think, is the lesson. You should always be worried about Sydney. And, and you say without Buddy, but also without Tom Papley. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And he's probably That's due true. to come yeah. back on Anzac Day against the Hawks, and I'm worried about that pesky oh. little Tom Papley. Uh, you love you, you should. Fire up oh, against you lot. God, you love to hate him, but you'd love to have him on your side. Like he is just an absolute oh, yeah. jet. Yeah. yeah, how he finds the goals. And I found with this game, it's always like that thing you're watching for. Because when the West Coast, when West Coast hadn't scored a point, I was like, well, I'll watch until they score. <laughs> Score a point. <laughs> Maybe they won't score any points, in which case I would have been watching for the whole game. But I was like, okay, I'll watch till they score a point. And then they scored a point and I was like, oh, well, now it's just a boring belting. Like, I'm not the, oh, I'm well, Tess, keep an eye out. <laughs> keep an eye out for the um, the West Coast fans because I reckon they got three Brownlow votes for me. Did you see um, the one of the greatest... Uh, you know, I, I love pettiness in a in a footy fan. Hmm. Did you see the ba- the sign that that put, was put up that said Sampy was held? Oh, how good was that? Oh, so, my God. <laughs> with a Amazing. photo and everything, it was that is next level pettiness. Good on you, West Coast. Oh, that's brilliant. We've two flags since then, but maintain the rage. He was held. Never let it go. My dad still maintains. Yeah. He was he held. Was held. <laughs> oh. That and is- there is, you know, it's pretty bad to lose a grand final. Not that you'd know, Tess, but it's it's bad to lose a grand final. What's worse <laughs> is when you lose a grand final and everyone claims it's a quote unquote fairy tale. Mm. When it is not, it's a it's a nightmare. And uh, why why everyone celebrated these private school pricks winning a flag over in Perth? Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm I was like, going hey, to call my therapist. Are you still talking? Nah. Let's go. You're talking about uh, what happened last year? Oh, geez. <laughs> Yeah, last year. It's All that right, five anyway. goal. It was the five goals in the trot from North Melbourne. It's really undone him. It sent him back months <laughs> of new therapy, which um, lucky us. Now Saturday, a bit, you know, it was relatively exciting. I mean, I have, I have, I, I'm not going to talk about the middle game. You guys can talk about it. But St Kilda up and about against Gold Coast. It should be the King Cup, but it wasn't. It was just like St Kilda versus uh, Gold Coast. But the Saints, as I said last week, I really do think once they start to win, they unlock the way they play and then they're able to consistently do that. And winning without Paddy Ryder, big, big effort. As you'll see, I'm sitting in front of a St Kilda 
the scarf because I'm at the St Kilda household. And the St Kilda family. What does that mean, Tess? I know what that means, but I'm pretty sure Matt would be baffled. My family are all St Kilda, Matt. Very controversial. So um, I'm recording in the enemy territory, but they were very up and about. And they're very keen on the Saints and they're looking good. As they should be up and about. I mean, they're four and one. Third, I think, what are they, third or, or fourth on the ladder? Like, it's outrageous. And mm. I, we t- talked about the small forwards before, but Jack Higgins, I forgot him, five goals. It was oh, an incredible yeah. performance. you got Max King who's just doing what Max King does this year, like leading the Coleman yeah. with 16 um, equal first with Joe Danaher, then Jade Gresham in his 100th game. And, and you forget, like, he's, you know, I think he's 23, I want to say. How old is Jade Gresham? Mm. No, he's a bit older than that, isn't he? Bit older, 25. Okay. Well, They're always older than you think. But he's 100 games, age. and then the last two years he's had all of those awful injuries, and he had an absolute cracker, like mm. two goals, 25 disposals. He's, um, he's a class above is, is Jade Gresham. Oh, if you're a Saints fan, you're, you're up and about, definitely. Ab- absolutely. And Jack Higgins, like I loved him at Richmond, had his badge, but I'm so happy to see him playing great footy and at the team he grew up yeah. loving so much. He is a St Kilda boy. He, he he just looks at like he's having the best time of his life and how could you be unhappy for that little happy face? I know. Like, look at him. It's he's true. having a ball. I know. And when he t- he's like the opposite sad? of you, Tess. He, he started <laughs> at St Kilda, went to that horrible club that you support and then went home and look how happy he is. Maybe you should Ooh, do that. Maybe walk away what would it take? from the horrible tiger pit. Yeah, what would it take, Tess, for you to turn your back on the Tigers? I couldn't turn my back on the Tigers now. As I've discussed many times in this pod, as a family, we've journeyed through some clubs. We've been at Geelong. We went to the Western Bulldogs. St Kilda was the original club um, of the family and Dad played there. But they're all St Kilda. I don't connect with St Kilda in a way at all. I've I've said I didn't want to be a part of them when I was a teenager because I was a moral high ground type of person and they still put Stephen Milne in the Hall of Fame last year and I said, no, that club is never, ever, ever my club and once I found the Tigers and Richo and I was just I was just in love with them they were such losers I really connected I was like me too guys and then um losers with a great song and I loved it and I was like I can be around you and so I just like I found my people and then when you know we won the flag um dad called and said I'm so happy for you you know they're all happy for me that I had stuck it out with the Tigers and I found this little random collection of Tigers fans, and we just love it. We just love it. So I could never I, go back I, now. It sounds like I answer a cult. the question, Tess. What would it? Yeah, what would it, what take? Would it take? I reckon twenty-five million. <laughs> twenty-five million and Richmond to put George Pell in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Too soon? Oh my God! Don't even joke. Um, they could do that. Footy has found crazy ways to let me down over the years, so um, it could still be ahead of us. Now, speaking of my tights, um, we lost. Anyway, moving um, on. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Danny. <laughs> this game. Oh, man. All right, first of all, I'm going to go a personal level. This just makes last week's capitulation where we thumped Richmond, but because uh, oh, what we did, Nat, is we gave up kicking straight for Lent. And yeah, so now that, that Good Friday sense. was back, yeah. we started Kicking straight again. It just makes it so much more frustrating that uh, when even Adelaide can kick straight and and defeat the Tigers. But uh, oh, it was man. It was, I I had a bit. I turned it on for a bit, and you kicked like four goals on the trot and took the lead. Tess and I thought, oh, I should turn this off again. I don't like this. 
But then thankfully, <laughs> uh, the, crow, the Crows, hey, look, the Crows, they deserve some some happiness. They've endured mm-hmm. a couple of years of pain. Actually, oh, they could have had a few more years, I reckon. Uh, <laughs> but we'll give them that. Like, it, sure, yeah. 2017 is where quarter time at the 2017 grand final is where their misery began. So <laughs> it's good it's that, they, that whenever they get revenge would, would, would help the healing process. Tess, yeah. I've got a question for you. Trent Cochin mm-hmm. and that, that incident with, with Tex, he got a $2,000 fine. What, what did you make of that one? It's, it, it's a bad look. It's tricky with Koch because sometimes he can find himself accidentally doing things that you think, oh, okay, there's a fair few accidents. Like he's kicking his way out of the contest. I can argue that he was kicking his way out of the contest. I could also argue that Tex Walker. (laughs) Tex Walker, so you go, I don't know, wouldn't you all want to have a go? (laughs) Um, But I do, I don't know, Koch, Koch has a way that when he's not playing very well, things can come out in a different way. So he can be quite unruly. And we've seen that in the past. And so I think at the moment he must be feeling a lot of pressure because I mentioned on the pod last week, with no Kane Lambert and no Dusty, the the flow of the team is completely off, right? Usually they're the they're the they're the, they're the engine room with Dion. And without them, without the, the middle engine room, a lot of that is falling on Koch. So he's playing three or four roles at a time. And so feeling the pressure. Un- unraveling a little bit, and I felt like that was kind of indicative of our night. Mm. Like we, con- we were concentrating on too many extra things. We were distracted. We got flustered, and I, I hate to see it. Floss- it was good to have Flossen back, but first game back, you can't really um, expect too much. And I felt like I'll say, as a Tigers fan, I know I'm a massive pessimist when I watch footy, and I think we're always going to lose. However, I did not think it was as you know how you know your team better than anyone. We were not in it. Like once we were out of it, we were out of it. But the television coverage was like, this is so close, they're going to come back. I was like, we're not. Like I could see in the team that they were done. I could see in the team that they weren't able to rally no, and Tess, they didn't have a flow. No, nah, I could. Nah, I'm not, we, I'm not accepting right. this. No, Nat Edwards, just so you know, I was. I remember talking to Tess on 2019 grand final day, <laughs> three-quarter time. She's going, I'm just not sure we've got this. <laughs> But no, oh seriously. And um, do you know what's annoying too? Since I watched that documentary, Making Their Mark, about and Adelaide featured quite mm. heavily, I'm quite fond of Matthew Mix and the Crows. And so I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I, we don't play well at Adelaide Oval against Adelaide. And they were up and about and they have so much to prove and they chose to do it against us. And we're just having a flat time. We've just got to get a few of those players back. But we are in a transition period where a lot of our older players are going to be injured. And and we've just got to wait it out because the new kids, they're going to be fine. Love Hugo, love the lot of them, but we just we just need time I love it. to transition. Transition period. It's the word that the coaches like to yeah. wheel out. Oh, it's just, you know, transition period. It's up. That's, transition period. That's fine, Tess. You, you know, you, you do you and <laughs> you play We're going the PR for the line. Dun- We're hopefully going for the John Longmire rebuild, which is like 20 seconds. <laughs> And then, yeah. um, and then you take it back, and rather than the, I don't know, the North Melbourne um, way, anywhere the else. Carlton the way, North Melbourne way, which is pretty <laughs> Carlton's rebuilt right. like seven times. That's right. So anyway, we'll be right. I don't know. Who cares? We're fine. We'll be right. Now the other game, Saturday night. Once again, mm. <laughs> once again, I mean, there were flashes. 
Melbourne are just so bloody oh. good. I know I'm not sounding so surprised, but like I know they won the flag last year, but the last year you couldn't believe it until they won the flag. And so I'd actually like to go back and have a squeeze at last year and because Melbourne will probably have been this good for a long time. It's just that we didn't believe it until they won the flag and they broke the curse and all of those things. They are playing unbelievable football, like at ridiculous football, and um, it's quite confronting to watch. And I think who's going to beat that team? No one. Uh, uh, I, mm. Maybe Hawthorne in a couple of weeks. Maybe we could draw with them oh, again. I, oh, I like. No, last year we drew with them and that was as good as a win. I celebrated that like it was a win, but we, we drew with them. I mean, Melbourne, you just you can't see anyone beating them right now, honestly. I look at that and I just think they're unstoppable. And you, mm. you'd hate to have one of those seasons where you just know, like you just know the Ds are going to get to a grand final. Everyone else is just making up the numbers and they're just going to win it again. I mean, it's good for their fans, but it's a boring season. You <laughs> yeah. want a close season, don't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. Well, the good news is uh, I don't know anyone who's really excited about being in top form in round five. <laughs> this is true. What are we? Yeah, this April? True. It's a long time. Don't win a flag no, in yeah. April. Yeah, it's have. true. There's a long way to go. Now, Tess, when I was chatting to you in text. I keep I keep using this phrase that I, that I want to stop using uh, for for extreme fortune in uh, football. <laughs> kissed on the dick. Uh, there's got to <laughs> yeah, be a better I term. Word. That, I kissed on the, that's the best term ever. <laughs> okay, sweet. Well, they've been kissed on the dick with mm-hmm. so without injuries. Surely yeah. something bad has got to happen at some point. I know they've got karma built up, but not this much. <laughs> But that's not how it works, you know. When it, when, it, when everything's going right for a team, this is what happens. You know, they go through injury. They, you know, they they're without injury, but that also might be good management. There's so many things that happen when a team is just in that flow state where they're just they're just tr- like on the train towards September. But I will say, 2018 Tigers. You know, we were the best all year, finished on top, go. and just couldn't get it done in the prelim. And you never know what can happen because a lot of the other teams are going to build into September, and the Ds aren't necessarily. I mean, maybe they will, but the Ds are there already. Whereas we we really don't know yet who's going to be yeah. a proper contender. I, I have another question for you both about the Ds. Mm. Um, and te- so Nat Tess has a bit of a uh, bugbear if people talk about crowd numbers because we are still in the pandemic. Uh, yep. But the crowd was oh, pathetic woeful. on Saturday oh, yeah. night. So, but we know they're not the most supported team. But I just, I want to have a brainstorm with you both. What can the D's do to cover up the fact that they can't fill the MCG? Should they move their games to, you know, Witten Oval? <laughs> Should they maybe, the maybe they make it a theme that everyone dresses as a chair so it looks empty anyway <laughs> and they can just pretend? <laughs> Do the big tarps oh. like Port Adelaide did? What is there any yeah. ideas we can give the Melbourne Football Club to make them look slightly more popular? Just let anyone in. Like open up the oh, MCC. Imagine if you just yeah. opened up the MCC and said, come, come in, see what that it's like to, to sit on the other side. People would be streaming. Party pies. Exactly, exactly. I reckon you They're do better. that. Yeah. Or pay people. Okay, so. So you do that and then flip the cameras to the other side of the stadium yeah. so you're looking at the members bit so it's all packed. Yeah. All right, Nat Edwards, well done. We've solved that <laughs> <Yeah>. problem. <laughs> That's why she gets gets the big bucks. All right, so Melbourne, they're trucking along. GWS, I don't have much to say about them. Anyway, uh, Carlton, Port Adelaide, absolutely the cr- 
the best game for the worst reasons. And I kept thinking how not one, neither of the teams could be happy really with yeah. the result except yeah. the Carlton one. Now, Port Adelaide, if you missed it and you're listening and you're thinking, what are you talking about? Yes, it was a three-point thriller. The Blues won, good on them. But Port Adelaide were 50 points behind. They yeah. made up ground and bar ter- a couple of, you know, Miss kicks, especially from like Robbie Gray. That's never going, never going your way if Robbie Gray's missing. But Carlton won. But can they be that happy with that win? They're fraud. No, I mean, they just shouldn't have played the points? song. For- they should. No. They should have played Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah. <laughs> Honestly, where it's like relief, but really depressing. But speaking That's of true. being kissed on the dick, like Carlton, they shouldn't have beaten Hawthorne. <laughs> they should have lost that game. They faded out mm-hmm. after half time against the Dogs as well, and then this. Second half fade out. I wanted Port Adelaide to win so bad. We were in the middle of (laughs) Easter Sunday lunch. We'd had invited my husband's family over. And it was the worst time because it was a late lunch. And like half time, I'm like, oh, 50 points up. Don't worry. I don't need to worry about this. And then the yeah. last quarter, I'm like, oh my God. And so I'm I turned the TV on and then I was getting death stares from the husband saying, What are you doing? And I'm like, this no, is an that. amazing I'm doing day. my job. I'm doing my job. And then everyone's looking at you and it's awkward and I was the lone person sitting on the couch watching You're the kidding. footy. <gasps> Cheering oh for Port Adelaide. It was, uh, it was very unusual. Oh, in a controversial turn of events, it was just me, the husband and the baby. And similarly, the baby was looking at us like we were insane. I mean, he, <laughs> he's probably right. We don't barrack for either of these teams. And I was screaming like I barracked for both mm. of the teams and I couldn't work out who I was going for. And he started clapping when Port Adelaide oh. were getting their points. And I thought, mm. oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, there's a rat in the oh. ranks of our family. Yes. And so, yeah, I don't know. But I, I was just beside myself and I had no idea what what result I wanted. I think I wanted Port yeah. I don't know. Danny, where were you? I was at uh, I was at a family pub lunch because uh, you know we're 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 Irish and uh, it was for Easter. My brother is a Carlton fan, but not really. He's an absolute hipster. He, you know, claims not into footy at all. He likes you know re- re- playing folk music and re- reading books and you know we're very different people. But uh, we'd gone we'd taken the kids to see the bad guys. By the way, take your kids to see that film. Oh, yeah, it is fun. fantastic. And uh, and also go to the cinema on Easter Sunday morning. It was empty. Oh. It was just our family. Okay, good tip. It was brilliant. I was I heckled every single trailer. <laughs> anyway, um, but my brother claims to not be into footy, but he was when he was little. And uh, Carlton are up by fifty points, and it was on there, and I'm watching it. And then Port Adelaide started coming back, and he just turned to me at one point and go, "This is why I don't watch. Whenever I watch, we lose." Oh. I'm like, "Oh, you do care." Oh. oh, and then he oh, left uh, with 10 minutes to go because he wanted Carlton to win because <laughs> oh he's convinced goodness. he's the jinx. And it was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How stressful. So now you realise why he has been pretending not to like football for this well, amount of time. it hasn't worked. Carlton have been terrible <laughs> for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Can he attend every game, please? Yes. For the love of God. Carlton people will say, for the love of God. Now, Port, appalling start to the year. I don't know what is going on at Port Adelaide. Like, there, there is some serious issues afoot. Um, and I hate to see it because I love Port and love Ken, but that's just not. That's just not. No, they got issues working at yeah, all. Yeah, I so feel for Ken. They've got mm-hmm. issues. Same. Just gonna got an uphill battle ahead. But as we said, it's only April, so if they win every single game from now on, including the premiership, I mean, egg in our face. Um, Doubt it. And so we'll find out about that. <laughs> now, the, the other game of the day, 
could have been great. Now, can I just discuss it one second before we get to Monday? Frio are second on the ladder. I know. Frio yeah. are playing excellent footy, really exciting. They're up and about. They've come to Melbourne to play the to play the Bombers. It was really goal for goal for a while there, and it seemed like it was going to be an exciting game, and then it wasn't. But good on Frio. I mean, you must be stoked. What are you talking about? Like if you're a Frio this person. This was a great game. Anytime the Essendon Football Club puts in a listless embarrassing performance i have listened to every talkback radio since that since oh, Sunday. Nash. afl 360 everyone lamenting essen access all areas lloydy was just he's written <laughs> off the bombers it's been 6439 days since they last won a final Sunday was a great game. I'm I'm actually really bummed that I wasn't there to see them get absolutely flogged by 48 points. Oh. Don't you love to see the real man, Edwards? Because <laughs> you know, you're so professional when you're on TV and doing your podcast. And it, this is why we get you on. Be the horrible person that we know that you are. I'm so horrible. And, you know, all my friends, I've got so many friends at Barrack for Essendon. It takes all of my strength not to text them when they lose because I just want to yeah. rub it in their faces so hard. I just detest this team. But, uh, you yeah. <laughs> know. Yes. It's so yes. funny. I love that so much. And also that she said the team, not the club. It's like these particular players. No, I'm kidding. You mean <laughs> yeah. the club. But like, it's not, I was the same now. I, as I've said many times, Essendon were the powerhouse when I was growing yes. up. It's not long enough since they. I know. I'm sorry for the them. The 90s were shocking. Never be. Shocking. We had to put up with so many scarves being twirled in yep. our faces and I will never let it go. And so, yes, sorry hey, for you, Essendon. Nat, this is a present for you. Uh, I'm just, uh, I just remember I've got a, I've got a mate, I've got a lot of mates who are Bombers fans, but one is particularly, he's the sort of guy who will text me if the, if the Bulldogs lose, even, even if the Bombers aren't the ones who beat them. One of those guys. And I just texted him earlier in the year going, how are you, you, know, how are you feeling about the Bombers this year? Let me read to his text. Oh, yes. This is pre-season. Oh, I can't speak for everyone, but personally I'm very cautiously optimistic. Oh. was happy and, happy and surprised with how well the season went last year aside from the actual final performance versus your mob. But I've seen few too many false dawns to be sure this one is real. Was it, you know, was last year's, was it real? Was it dumb luck? I feel like a kid flukes a somersault in a trampoline, but no idea if they can do it again. Uh, no. Oh, my gosh. Look, I, I do feel a little bit bad because I actually really like Ben Rutten. Um, and, oh, yeah, sure. And, you know, Darcy Parrish, Andrew McGrath, Ben Hobbs made his debut. I do love some of their players. It's just, Don't do it. It's just the wider yeah. Essendon, yeah. like, and, and the Bombers. It's and the fans. Yeah, the fans. Yeah. It's my brother. I mean, he's an Essendon fan. I grew up <laughs> with him. Just, I'd sit through countless games as a kid where Essendon would smash Hawthorne and I have to sit there and take it. And it was just, you know, I'm traumatised from that experience. It's just, it's Love in my it. blood. Love it so much. Don't name the players. Don't put names to them. It'll make you feel bad. Just like no, no. this yep. list Essendon players. Yes. Faceless Essendon men, and you'll be fine. Now, before you go, Nat, I know you've got things to do. Busy lives, silly, but we've got to talk about your hopes. Now, this game never fails ever to entertain. I cannot believe it. It's like some kind of spooky footy god intervention because it doesn't matter where these teams are at, it delivers. Where 
How are you feeling? Five minutes ago, my outer sanctum text group was going off. So I was <laughs> I can imagine. Out of their brain. <laughs> now, how are you feeling? I'm good now. Like I've come to terms with it. I've, I've accepted it. <laughs> it was like after the Port Adelaide win, I woke up the next day and I'm like, did that actually, did that happen or was that a, was that a dream? <laughs> no, it happened. We're three and two. I had us as wooden spooners in my crystal ball prediction, which is, I'm an embarrassment. Well, no, I'm, I'm pessimistic as well. Like I just, I yeah. don't want to expect anything, but Sam Mitchell can coach. Um, Jai Newcomb had a, a brilliant game, sort of a breakout game. He was a mid-season draft, you know, draftee yeah, last year. And yep. he was amazing. You had Dylan Moore pop up. Um, Mitch Lewis finally looks like a key forward this year, crashing packs, clunking marks. Um, it was phenomenal, especially because we lost Ned Reeves, our only ruck, our only fit ruck really, yeah. um, during the game. Um, and so it was it was great. And any time you beat Geelong is a happy day. And I said to my husband That's last true. night, if we beat Essendon in a couple of weeks, I don't care if we don't win any more games. We've beaten Geelong and Essendon. They're the <laughs> only two that matter. You can just call off yep. the rest of the season. But when you beat the Cats and you beat the Bombers, you feel at peace as a Hawthorne fan. 100%. They're the things you take away from the year. Honestly, that was so good. Bugger for Ned Reeves. It always sucks when a player is going to get an opportunity yeah. because McAvoy's out and then they get injured and you just think, oh, bugger for you. Yeah. And also like, you know. But it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. And Geelong looked so cross. I loved how Tom Hawkins at one point looked like he was going to remonstrate about a free and then remembered that he was gifted a free last oh. week that won them the game. And so he was like, ah, oh, I better not go there. Like sometimes it swings in your favour and sometimes it doesn't. And yesterday it just didn't for the Cats. They just could not get it done when it mattered. Yeah, Tom Hawkins' new name is Love Floppy it. McFlopflop because that <laughs> dive, honestly, that dive, that was horrendous. Like, come on, mate. Yeah. Work on your acting skills. At least be better at it. <laughs> yeah. You're going to, like, all players probably do it, but a lot of them are just better at act, are better actors, yeah. to be honest, and he just really needs to work on that. When he's out on the farm running past a cow, yeah. just work on some kind of evasive exactly. techniques to make it look exactly. like you really, you really mean it because it was disappointing. Danny, did you love this? Uh, well, the talking point is going to be James uh, Sicily remonstrating, and it was a horrible decision, but it was against James Sicily, so I'm fine <laughs> with it. It's true. Footy's greatest villain needs to really lift his game because he's been flat for a while because Toby really took over. But if if Hawks get up and up and about, James Sicily is going to come back to the come back to that the front. White Lion Fever. He's just villain. matured, I reckon, as a person. He's calm and he seems composed. It's not the James Sicily we. We know. I still love him, though. Uh, white line fever and all. Absolutely love sis. <laughs> love your own villains. There's of course. nothing wrong with that. But they mm. are. <laughs> they are villains. I love it. Um, we've got to get more villains in Richmond. Maybe that's our biggest problem Ooh. at the moment. Oh, you've what got heaps. Don't you worry. <laughs> you've got Tom Lynch, the worst human ever born. Oh, no. The Grudel. He's a beautiful Grudel. Oh, he looks oh. like a grudel and he behaves like one. Um, anyway, Nat, it's been absolutely delightful to chat footy with you. Thanks for joining us. You've got a lot of games to get through with that Foxtel subscription. So there's a big season ahead and hopefully we'll have a chat with you um, a bit later in the season and hopefully you beat the bomber. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, guys, and go Hawks. Oh, that's absolutely not. Danny and I will be back later in the week. I know we've got to work on who we get on, Danny, as guests, because if we're just going to get Hawthorne people to fill in yeah, for me, like, what's wrong with us? We, like, well, we take this opportunity. 
we have hopefully having Beck Goddard next week, and then Limo's oh, allegedly back, but who knows? Oh, so God. yeah, we go should get a, anyway. Yeah, go dogs. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.